Welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, I don't have a guest. It's just going to be me. So I'm going to answer some questions I got from Instagram about a week ago. And I'm going to be as honest as possible with my answers. I haven't really properly looked at the questions and I won't be editing anything out. So it will just kind of me rambling on. And I'm going to try and keep this under 20 minutes. So let's get started. First question. Do you practice mindfulness? If so, what are your practices? If not, what are your thoughts on it? So I think firstly, defining mindfulness is a little difficult. Um, I don't think it really has one answer for every single person. Uh, for me, it really is about being as present as possible and being engaged in what you're doing at that very moment. So I can honestly say that I'm not very mindful most of the day, so I do have to put in the work to be mindful. So other than meditation, where I would say is the very mainstream way of actually being mindful and also a very good way, for me, another important mindful activity is my photography because at that very moment, I am focused on the frame, my subject and nothing else. I'm really never ever thinking about anything else when I'm in that moment of taking photos. And so I think that's one of the big reasons why I enjoy photography because it puts me in the moment. And the very few things in my life that put me in the moment, I try my best not to do too many things at the same time. I try to keep my mind engaged, but you know, it, it takes some work. So I do think that mindfulness is very important. And I think most people should at least find an activity that they only have focus on that activity and the present moment when they do it. So that could be anything like cooking, painting, anything, just, just name it, but just focus on that. You don't even need to play music. Like that's the thing that you're doing is the only thing that matters. And I think it's so amazing for our mental health when we have these mindful activities throughout the day. Second one, have you ever doubted your major life decisions? Uh, I think one of the biggest major life decisions that I've ever doubted is studying medicine. And I've doubted it many times. And it was not so much that this is the wrong thing to do, but it was more like, is this the best use of my time and my time after studying medicine and being a doctor? So I'm assuming that a lot of medical students have had this, but me personally... I knew what I wanted to do as a doctor. I knew what I wanted to do for health, but I definitely doubted whether medical school is the right way to do it. After getting in, after even being in for a year or two, I've thought about it many times. But the good thing is this year, in fourth year, there hasn't been a time that I've doubted it. I, I now know and I understand exactly why I'm here, what my purpose is and what I need to do for health. So luckily... Uh, I, I don't doubt it as much anymore. And it makes things much more enjoyable because, you know, purpose. Next, what is your biggest life trap? Self-sabotaging mentality. You know, I don't think, I honestly don't think I have anything that I feel that is a life trap for me or self-sabotaging mentality for me. I think in the past, it was pretty much this idea that I wasn't good enough for nearly a lot of things that I needed to do this or buy this, or I needed to change myself to be better for people or the things that I was doing. 
this is a very vague and common thing I think any one of you have ever felt before. But for me, it was um, just I always had to have more to be okay with the fact that I was good enough. I just had to keep getting more. And so that was the problem. It, it was always this like, I will be fine in the future. Everything will be okay in the future. And the truth is, no, that's not true. It is only going to be good in the present. And that's what I always, I had to tell myself over and over again, you cannot keep buying things. You cannot keep changing just so that you feel better about yourself. And that's, that's, that was my problem. And, and for me now, it's just, you know, you are perfect today. You're perfect in this very second. Every single second I'm talking right now, I'm perfect. It's fine. I will change, but I'm fine and I'm happy. What coping strategies keep you going in the toughest of times? So honestly, I don't, I have very bad, maybe definitely in the past, I don't really have great coping mechanisms for myself. But the good thing that I definitely have is a great support system for my friends and definitely my family. And because of that, I think I just don't really have coping mechanisms for myself, which could be a problem in the future. But we'll deal with that when that bridge comes. Uh, and so my friends, so my family, I'm very grateful for them to be actually a great support system so that that's a side but for my friends i pick and choose my friends really well now and i know the type of people that will be there for me and i also understand that not every friend is there for every single aspect of my life so i make sure that when i have certain things i need to cope with i have certain friends to talk to and there's some friends that don't and that is the best way to cultivate a friendship circle just making sure that not everyone is for everything and when you're ready to let go of someone, just let go because friendship is transient. There's nothing permanent about it. So yeah, just for me, have a very nice friend circle. Always be ready to change it up, switch it up, find new people because you can't be holding on to friends forever. That's really not what life is about, in my opinion. You just you, you got to use what you have uh, and, and definitely give back to your friends, please. I'm not saying just use your friends, but try to give back as well. How do you work on yourself mentally and physically? So physically, I used to go to the gym. Um, so that the gym's been closed for the last three months. So that's so right now, it's just a lot of walking, some running and some light exercises. So physically, it's really about trying to be as active as possible every single day. That's the point. Be active and find some purpose in your activity. How do I work myself mentally? So just like I said earlier, be, going through mindful exercises such as meditation and uh, photography really helps me clear my mind and just just be aware of the present but other than that my mental health I would say can be attributed to just not expecting too much from people not assuming too much of situations and accepting a lot a lot of things have to do with accepting this is what you have in front of you and I'm going to accept it. And I guess when I started accepting things more, it was just harder to feel the the, the cloudiness in my mind. And and I, I think that really helped. But that's a that's that's not a very good answer for anyone because it takes a long time to accept. So also if you're listening to this and you're listening to this on YouTube, let me know in the comments uh, if you want me to expand on certain ideas so that I can make full videos on it. Uh, this is, a, I think, a great platform for me to figure out which should I make longer videos on. All right. Um, how do you organize the ideas for videos and putting it in the easy way to understand the point? 
So this is something I'm definitely working on and me getting back on YouTube after a year of, like last year I got on YouTube trying to create videos and uh, trying to make create meaningful content. But I realized that I wasn't really enjoying the videos that I was making. I just, like I look back on them and I, 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 didn't, I didn't love them. But now while creating this podcast and creating videos, I feel that I'm very focused on what I want to achieve with this. Like, what do I want to be better at? So the ideas for me is pretty much like, how do I improve myself on every single video? That's my idea. I'm not thinking about too much about everyone else. That, because if I focus on myself, then it will be better and better. I feel like that didn't answer the question. How do you organize the ideas of the videos? Um, I organize the ideas by putting it into Notion and I, and I actually, I know things that I'm good at and I know things that are valuable to other people and then I create a video. That's, that's it. If I'm not very, very knowledgeable or passionate about a topic, I'm not going to make a video, at least not anytime soon. How to have a stable mental health during med school when people are pulling me down? Because it's difficult to concentrate on my studies when surrounded by toxic and negative environment. Firstly, I'm really sorry to hear that because it's really, med school is already so um, stressful and having a toxic environment is just horrible. But I don't know you, so I don't want to make assumptions. But I think generally my advice would be always remember why you're doing it and always remember your purpose within healthcare and medicine. Other people can't pull you down if you don't let them. And the only way to not let them is to continuously believe in yourself because you are your only defense. Your belief is your only defense that can permeate and, and, and permeate through everyone else's attacks. Like they, I don't even know if that's, I don't know. I'm just making up sentences here. Uh, it's, you can defend yourself just by believing in yourself. So try your best and remember why. Remember the why. Remember you're great and just focus on what you can control. Really, honestly, nobody can bring you down if you don't let them. There are some, I think there's some exceptions maybe that like physical, I mean, I, I don't think there's any, you know, let, let's, I, I hope this is not a physical abuse or anything like that. If you're talking about just mental, uh, there's a limit that you can actually work on yourself. If not, please ask for help, please. Okay, this is not, I can't answer this question. So if there's more than this, please ask for help. What's your go-to small talk when you're trying to build quick rapport with someone? So I, I never used to like small talk because I just didn't know what to talk about. And it just like, it was just so painful. But I realized that if you really like small talk is very important and getting through it is, is, is essential to get a lot of what you want and not just in a selfish way, but just trying to connect with people. You, you have to get up to speed with your small talk. And for me, it is pretty much about finding out their passions and make them talk, make other people talk. I try not to talk too much when I'm trying to get through small talk. So ask them what they care about and then go deeper and deeper and be as present as possible. And that way you don't have to deal with the talking and you can kind of let them get engaged. And the good way with that is that they will feel that you're charismatic even though you're the one asking questions and they're the ones talking because people like to talk. All of us like to talk. So ask people questions, ask people about what they're passionate about, uh, spend a bit of time with that. Thank them for telling you 
and then move on. So just thank people for sharing the things they care about because people love to also know that, oh, I, I just shared something and, 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 and this person really gained something. So yeah, and then you move on. Um, the next thing is if there's a healthy lifestyle choice, could what would you hypothetically enforce on every human? What would it be? Would it be like everyone has to drink three liters of water, exercise three times a week, stop processed food, stop smoking, but you're only allowed to pick one? I think the most important lifestyle change and choice has to be social activities. So raising your heart rate with someone else is super important because it allows you to actually not do a lot of the other bad things. And I really, when it comes to habits, it's really not about taking away things. It's about doing things. So when you're active and you're walking and you're with people and you're trying to have fun, that is the best way to be healthy, in my opinion. Number one priority. It also makes you tired, so you, you sleep. And yeah, you just can't do other things. And that's the great thing about like activity. And I don't mean in the gym, exercise till you feel like death. I mean, just be active with someone else as much as possible. Um, so we're getting into the 15 minutes. So I'm going to take, I'm going to answer two more questions and then I'm going to stop here. Uh, I think we'll see. Okay. A deep one, maybe what's your life goal? What's your ideal end goal in life? Um, for me, health is very important. So I think reversing obesity and diabetes is important to me. I don't want to see more people succumbing to so many diseases because of their lifestyle choices. I believe a lot of people can do whatever they want, but there are, there will be a huge population that have not realized what they're doing to themselves. And for me, I want to die knowing that I tried my best in helping people out and educating and and trying to not let this not let obesity uh diabetes and any future lifestyle diseases to just go out of control that's that's my end goal what's the most recent fear you faced and how did you deal with it how did you feel after i don't remember i don't remember the last time i was truly afraid and i Maybe it was over a year ago. Um, I think maybe in a past relationship where either... I should not remember what the fear was. I think it's just about things not working out and and, and just like you, you thought things would work out, but then it didn't. And there's a fear that this other person... Actually, I don't, yeah, that, that it is pretty much it. The, the fear of losing someone. That, that was the last time I... I I faced the fear over a year ago, but, uh, you know, you, you can't control that. That's not, you either do your best to keep someone or you move on. I think that's, that's the only thing you can really do. So yeah, that, that's how I, I got over it. Just always focusing on what you can control. That's, that's pretty much it. What do I do if I have uncontrollable thoughts in my head and I can't concentrate on my studies? Only focus on what you can control. Like you, you have to keep thinking, why are you doing, why are you studying? Why are you caring about what you do? What's gonna happen if you fail? Those are the things that you care about. So if you have uncontrollable thoughts, of course that might mean you might need to seek some help, uh, which is totally cool, you should. But 
as much as possible, just keep focusing on what you can control. So what's the difference between pride and proud? Neglecting the grammatical terms. Pride and proud. Pride and proud. I don't actually know, to be honest. I think... Isn't it the same? I don't know. Honestly, can you tell me in the comments if you're watching this, what's the difference between pride and proud? Because I, I really don't know. What's the difference between confident and being arrogant? I think being confident and arrogant, there's a fine line between the two, but also a lot of it has to do with how someone perceives you. Like someone can be super confident with themselves and seem arrogant to someone and not arrogant to others. So I don't think it's really useful. Like a shitty person is going to be a shitty person regardless of whether they're confident or they're arrogant. Like whatever we label them with words won't really matter if they're a horrible person. So if you're ever afraid of like the line between confident and arrogant, please don't give a damn. Like just focus on yourself and, and, and just do what you can. People won't find you arrogant if you just try your best and you're trying to help people. But there will still be people who find you arrogant even if you are helping people. So forget it. Just... Focus on you. How uh, I said this was going to be the last one, but I'm very close to the end, so I might as well finish this off. How do you build a strong mind and stick to a habit? You have to. You have to. Uh, you have to have a reason to do what you're doing. You can only have a certain set of habits per day. You can't. You, most people are trying to do way too much too quickly. And like, if you want to wake up early in the morning, you have to have a reason to wake up in the morning. So you have to have a certain thing you're doing. And that thing needs to have a reason for you to do every single day. And like there are layers to your habits. So always find ways to create this infrastructure of habits and things that have purpose in your life and that you do every single day. And in my experience, if you do things for other people and you try to create things for others to make them feel better, that is such an amazing purpose and way to keep a habit. So Keep doing that for others. Try to create things and, and that's how you become a better you and you will stick to the habits that matter and you will keep away, like I said, the habits that you don't want. As long as you keep doing things that are great, the other things will go away because trying to remove habits, it's just it's too difficult. Uh, and finally, I'm going to end this with books, movies, TV series that have deeply impacted you. So... The Star Wars series and The Matrix. The Star Wars because it's about self-belief. It is about the fight between good and evil that all of us have all these fears within us and sometimes we make bad choices. Uh, a lot of us make great choices. And this battle between the two is something that we deal with with all our lives. So Star Wars is very important to me. I think other than the storyline, it's just about uh, human potential and, and trying to be the best we can be even through all the adversity. The Matrix is important for me because it's about uh, mindfulness and it's about, uh, I think, our beliefs about what this world is and what's beyond. And, and it's, watch The Matrix if you haven't. And I think it's thought-provoking in many ways. And to me, it kind of just feels like a great way to explain what I'm seeing. I mean, it's like any faith or any belief. It's just the Matrix is a very good representation of, uh, I guess, I can't even explain it, actually. It's tough. But definitely those two have been the best for me that I think about and I rewatch again and again. So, yeah, 
that's pretty much it. I think that's quite a few questions, and I think that's that was pretty interesting for my first Q and A. And if you have any questions, leave uh, comments below on YouTube, and uh, do give it a like and do subscribe, or do follow me if you're listening to this, listening to this on audio, and also do leave a, leave a review if you've been enjoying this podcast. And I will see you again very soon.